This is On the Block with Stricken Nate. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. And hokey homer turned Husker, Nathan Brennan. Everyone knows that I'm the smartest person here. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Nate. A very happy Friday, a very happy overreaction Friday. You're listening to On the Block 93.7 The Ticket. My name's Nate Brennan. He is not the Husker Hall of Famer nine-year NBA vet, but he is Jake Bakovin right. stepping in a little... Water cooler reunion of sorts. From it's back Monday, in by the, the way. good old days. Did I say Friday? You did twice. My God, I'm already ready for this week to be over. I guess <laughs> that. I mean, like now, let's just face Iowa. Let's just let's get to it. Let's let's see how the season ends and just call it a wrap. Make it end. That way we can others. we can wrap it all up. Finally see One the next the head others. coaches. I've heard three exactly. different things again today. I guess I'm ready for Friday. Yeah. Just, let's let's just wrap it up and see what happens. See, I I love Iowa hate week, so we kind of just kind of well, no, every you day love is Iowa. another day of Iowa. Well, no, you also week. love Iowa. I also though, love so, Iowa, yeah. Oh my god. Well, I I learned to em- uh, the truth is about all this is I I learned to embrace the Big 10 West and its playing style when Nebraska joined it. So I studied it, watched it, Learned something about myself. I enjoy some low scoring, hard, <laughs> and I, hard and I football. hate it. I genuinely, really just do not like it. But that's okay <laughs> because the, to each his own. 402 464 5685, Starter Heyman text line, Honda Blinken hotline. As always, we want to hear from you. You can also check us out on the Starter Heyman Jewelers video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Interact with us on all of those platforms as well. So, Bach, I guess we can just keep it rolling. Um, we talked about it earlier, how the game ended, and my the, the best way that I can possibly say to fans after this is just I'm sorry because it's just constant and it just keeps – it's like you just keep taking body blows and it just keeps coming. And that was, like, like I told you, that was probably the one that hurt the most in the past two years. And Nebraska fans have had a lot of hurt in the past two years. That one probably hurt the most. That one was was just tough to watch. So it brings up the question, and I, I want to know what you guys think, too. And if you have any questions for us, as always, just let us know. Because my biggest question now is, is where do you go from here? So we, we've speculated for an entire season. And the craziest part about this is that however long or however short the season has been, however you have interpreted this past season, to me it seems like it's been 10 years from <laughs> going from starting Doesn't the it? season uh, in Ireland against Northwestern, losing that game, and Northwestern still only has one win on the season. It's probably going to end that way for crying out loud. But from that moment to now has been a lifetime. It has it has felt like forever. I'm ready for this to be over. I, I'm ready for it to just move forward in – the biggest question now is, what does that move forward look like? Uh, I, I, I think that now we're talking about probably an outside hire. Um, but then th- the question needs to be asked, and I know this isn't a reason that you keep a guy as the head coaching position, but recruiting has still been happening through Mickey Joseph. And I'm assuming that those players that are committing to Nebraska in some capacity 
are saying yes for Mickey Joseph. And I know that that's not entirely the case. Some guys might be recruiting to the university. They might be recruiting to the facilities, NIL. There are so many factors that go into a player saying yes at the University of Nebraska. But I'm assuming Mickey has some type of say in those guys saying yes. So there's recruiting you have to look at. There's a fan base now. I know that we've had a few people on the text line that say they've completely checked out. Now, I think that once we get into next season, there's a new coach. There's a little bit more buzz. I think that's going to change. But you have to look at the direction of the program and what's happened over the past two years. It's been nothing short of a dumpster fire. It's been a train wreck. And... And it, it just begs the question, and I, I'll, I'll toss it to you, Bob, because I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see what you have to say, because this is such an open-ended question that literally, where does Nebraska go from here? Yeah, and, and I, I'll respond again with a with something I saw over the weekend. And, um, you know, I, I don't know where, where Sam McEwen was going with this article, but he, he, he obviously he always writes great articles. It wasn't this article. It was just a tweet he had, right. uh, which was that uh, basically the top four teams in the Pac-12 would beat each team in the Big Ten West uh, by 21, 35 points, whatever he put out there. And it might be true, but I... I Maybe. I, I still don't... That might be a yeah. little premature. It, I mean, but the, the point that I... The, uh, where I would rebuttal that is I, I just hope that Nebraska doesn't get lost in that again. Because we've done that. They've tried the West Coast Mike Riley, right. Scott Frost at his... West, I mean, this this flashy, different offense to try to keep up with the coastal teams. And now you have two of those teams coming to the Big Ten. Yeah. And putting more pressure on that style. Which is just interesting. But I, I, I again say, you know, at, at some point, you can't be trying to you know, do your best to imitate Ohio State when you're getting shellacked week in and week out by the same type of teams in the Big Ten West. They have to embrace the Big Ten West, uh, in my mind, and then build right. from there because I have the, think they have the highest ceiling. And again, to that Sammy Kewen point, too, I think this is an outlier every year. The Pac-12 generally doesn't have no, uh, the no, strength no, at the no, top no. that they do no. this year. The Big Ten West... It's definitely hit or miss from year to year, but there's been a lot stronger years where you have, you know, top end teams. They've had twice in the last oh five years or whatever it was where they had like three teams in the top 15. Um, so it, that might be the case this year, but I just hope that that doesn't start uh, to get more attention or that, that mind thought or that, that process that, you know, Nebraska needs to try to keep up with UCLA at this point. Um, but like you said, it, it is really hard. And, and one of the biggest fascinating part of this hire too is that, all that I just said about the Big Ten West and where Nebraska has been beaten and how they need to, to, to get back to looking like that sort of team, that's all true until they get paired with USC and UCLA in the next pod. Right. You know, so it's like if you're Nebraska, right. this is not a great time, to be honest with you, um, if you're in the Big Ten to make a coaching hire because you don't know what your schedule is going to look like two years from now. And particularly for Nebraska, just ge- geographically, you know, it, it's again a question where it's like if, if, you, if you have – USC and UCLA regularly week after you know year after year both those teams on your schedule that might change how you approach this hire if you have Wisconsin and Minnesota year in and year out on your schedule so it's just it's 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 interesting but overall I think that's the Big Ten you're going to see a lot of that again regionally because Nebraska is closer to a lot of those teams and it's just the region Nebraska won a lot of games by being the tough physical. Um, team that right. then was able to recruit You're above right. that and get you know some skill position players in develop yeah and I I just think that's the way to do it in the Midwest and it might not be flashy and you might get blown out in some bowl games when you go play warm weather teams in Florida from time to time um, but you never get that opposite thing you never bring uh, USC or UCLA or, or Florida or uh, Miami one of those teams to the Midwest 
where these teams have to play November football. They have to play, you know, even getting into October, the end of October, it's it's a different style that you have to play. So in my mind, if I'm Nebraska, I look at what, what's been working for all the teams around it. I look how that how you've been beaten by those teams, and I go back to a Big Ten West style of play. And maybe that's not the sexiest. Um, maybe some people don't feel like that has the top ceiling. But before you still start thinking about being nine and ten win teams, you've got to take care of business against these teams that have done it the same way against you for years. And granted, a lot of these games have been close. But this is a line of scrimmage league where Nebraska has been losing for years. And I, I think it's when, – when you talk about that, Wisconsin and Iowa are probably the two examples that you go to. But this is always the pushback that I've had against you, Bach, is that I know that right now Wisconsin and Iowa looks like an ideal situation. Okay, win eight games, go to a decent bowl, maybe go to a Big Ten championship or two. My, my only hesitancy towards that is that you end up in another situation like Bo Pelini where after five to ten years of that, you're looking at yourself and saying, okay, this isn't what we want. This is this was great temporarily, but I just think what what's so interesting is that ne- Nebraska's in such a weird spot right now because I agree with you. I think when you look at the ceiling of teams in the Big Ten West, I know it hasn't showed over the last few seasons, but I'd say they probably have the highest ceiling. When you talk about NIL, facilities, fan Nebraska support, does, yeah. Nebraska, like, I, I think Nebraska has the highest ceiling, and I know it's great for fans to look at it and, and, and say, we'll take an eight or nine win season, and at this point in time, yeah, absolutely you will, but at what point does that say, okay, now we got to take that next step? And I just worry that if you end up with like a team like Wisconsin or in Iowa, you're always going to be in that revolving door of eight, nine, nine wins. But and like, you're never going to be able to take that next step. But forward. like you were saying, and, and my idea behind it all along is that Nebraska has a higher ceiling than that. I mean, think about Wisconsin I, I even this do. year if they got Caleb Williams. Remember those two weeks when we thought about Caleb Williams going there? <laughs> yeah. Remember when they had Russell Wilson? I mean, these are very short periods of time of things that could potentially happen or did happen. I was kind of the same way. Just, my God, give that guy, give Phil Parker an, an offense and see what that guy can do. Because it's ridiculous <laughs> what he has to go it through. Um, but again, I would just wouldn't hit the transfer portal. So there's certain things that Nebraska would be able to do. But again, to me, once you have that, once you have that mentality, once you have that line and scrimmage type of mentality in your program, from there that. you can build and, and make the switches. In Wisconsin and Iowa, and these teams have done that. They've tried to at times. I would, to a lesser degree, they're just kind of sticking where they're at. But Wisconsin has tried, even up in this year, to kind of switch it up the offense that they right. bring in. Um, and so I, I think there is, once you get to that eight, nine wins and you're stuck there for a year, few years, that is, you know, that would be the idea to kind of bring it. But to me, your program doesn't fall off too much if. Whatever I mean, if if you bring somebody in and that's what they're going to run, handing it over to the next guy is like okay, well I've already got some things set in place, right? As opposed to just trying a flashy offense, and we've seen it here under Mike Riley, and it'll be the same thing under Scott Frost. You're handing it off to the next guy, just like there's not really anything really in place here. Good, it's a mess. Yeah, good it's luck. literally you a have mess. To build everything, and it's and it's just a mess. And I. This is why it's just such an interesting conversation, why it's so tough to talk about, because like we, we, we talk about all these scenarios, and I think what's most interesting about it, too, is that under normal circumstances, if you look at a 3-9 and team, you'd say, that look at how far that team is from being towards the top. Well, honestly, I would say Nebraska isn't as far as, as we think, really. Uh, you you look at this team, and it looks like for a second year in a row they're going to go 3-9. and nine. You can't tell me that they're not competitive with the teams at the top. You can throw 
Look at Wisconsin. Wisconsin, you had beat until the fourth quarter. Look at Purdue. You went on the road against Purdue in an interim head coach's fourth week on the job, and you competed in whatever their play style was, the air it out, controlled possession, which they did. You still competed. Look at Minnesota. You went in there with the quarterback that probably shouldn't have been on the field, and you were up at 10 nothing at halftime. So I think the the one fine line and the one thing that we can look at in Nebraska, and a lot of fans probably aren't going to agree with this because it's recency bias is a thing, and, and I know the fan base is frustrated. I don't think you're as far away as a lot of people think that you are. And I think that is a little bit refreshing, but at the same time, at some point this team is going to have to show that in a one-possession game you can actually win. Yeah, at some point you're going to have to. It's just you hard to, to tell that because I, I agree with you. There's a lot of close losses, a lot of things that uh, would lead you to believe that despite the the chaos, Nebraska isn't that far away. Now, you don't want to hear close at all. They're not close. No, no I wouldn't say close, when but you're I don't three think and they're nine, far off. You're, when you're close and you're losing all these one-possession games, what are you close to, four and eight, five and seven? No, but Even I don't think you you're, you're as far to a Wisconsin or Iowa as you would think. Right. I mean, When you look at yeah. simply the record at three and nine, and I know that's what everyone cares about and that's what everyone looks at, but I would not say that you're a typical three and nine football team. Like, look at look at Northwestern, for example. Northwestern is, I know this year they're going to go 1-11, for crying out loud, the fact that that one win is Nebraska, fine. <laughs> but I would say Northwestern is probably your typical 3-9 program. They're not very good. They haven't really shown that they can play at a high level against good teams. And literally, if you're saying, where's Northwestern go from here, I have no clue because they're not going to get rid of their head coach and they still have issues, significant issues on the offensive side of the ball. But... I think that Nebraska isn't as far off as people think, but this is the last thing I'll go before we head to break and we ask Brian Munson some of these questions and ask him about the recruiting. Because the recruiting is probably one of the most fascinating parts to me because I think that Mickey Joseph being the top-tier recruiter that he is and him still being on the recruiting trail, and now you're going to make a switch one way or the other, I think that'll be interesting. What do you think happens with Mickey Joseph? Because I, I personally... I think that people – there's not going to be a bidding war, but I think people are going to come calling, and I think that he's going to be offered a pretty good job. Well, I – Truthfully. Yeah. And and, and I, that's just my opinion. I might be very wrong, but that's the way that I, I think see he's going to get offers. I don't know if they're going to be head coaching offers at this point, but he's definitely going to get offers everywhere. And I know Nebraska fans already know this, but that's, that's the type of guy that when you talk about a base Big Ten offense or whatever – if you can add him into the mixture and get those stud wide receivers, right. that elevates you quite a bit. So, I agree. I mean, that's that's the that's exactly who Nebraska needs to keep around. Has there been too much damage about you know his hopes getting up to be the head coach and maybe you know doesn't want to look you know the next coach doesn't want to look at his shoulder. All that stuff that might come into play, but that's <laughs> Nebraska's going to have to do everything they can to try to keep him. In any capacity, too. I don't I don't know what that role would look like. I don't know what that position would look like. I would assume that it would come with a raise because he's been getting underpaid all season for what he's been put through and this team's been put through. But uh, it'll it'll be interesting, and, and that's why it's such a fascinating conversation. I'm, I'm really got my eyes peeled on to when this announcement comes because I – is Mickey still in the running? I don't know. But I don't know who's in the running at this point. It's all just speculation. So yeah. when does that announcement get made? Last year we saw the Scott Frost announcement got made, what, a Tuesday last year? Was it the Tuesday before the game? So was that basically tomorrow in last year's terms? I don't know. Is that when it comes? Who knows? All right, we'll talk to Brian Munson next. Still a lot to unpack with this Nebraska football situation. Stick with us on the block, 93.7 Ticket. Ticket.